Hey, what up? Welcome to Woo Shit Podcast. My name's Nani. Thanks for joining us while we talk to beautiful, whole, and free people about their mystical everyday practices. Today, we're talking to Taylor Haddon, who runs an ecstatic dance out of the space in Tacoma, Washington. She's a DJ, a sound healer, a transformational coach, and an all-around beautiful soul. We're going to talk to her about manifestation as she shares her story of living and suffering. And also, she's just going to tell us about the rapid transformational healing that she has gone through the past couple of years. Manifestation played a huge role in this. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to thank my new Patreon supporter, Gina. Thank you so much. I hope that you enjoy your Palo Santo jar I sent you, and it gives you more time to reset and be still with yourself. Now, without further ado, here's Taylor Haddon. I really was like in a lot of suffering for a large majority of my life and um, just a lot of trauma and um, and toxic habits at one point and like drugs. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Drugs and just like, you know, na- super negative self-talk and just, you know, like just being so caught up in it and like surrounding myself with the wrong people who were just like reflecting that like internal negative self-talk. And, and then I would, you know, be acting out in like choosing these poor behaviors that just didn't serve me. And so it was just like that continuous cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, for a really long time, I just was like super disconnected to myself. I wasn't treating myself well. And, um, and so, yeah, so it was, so when I was in that state, it was like really easy to like get caught up in like stuff that Mm -hmm. wasn't true, you know? And what was that moment? Or you, where you knew you were fed up with it? Um, I, well, I had been fed up for a while. Like I had started this spiritual awakening and just like crazy stuff started to happen in my life. Um, but I was really like ungrounded and lost in it. Mm-hmm. I, I would say like my biggest wake up call, like I was already having, like I already kind of knew I needed to change these things, but, um, I just, I went like deeper and deeper and deeper into my darkness and, Um, I was with like someone who was just super toxic and, and I was super toxic too. And, um, yeah, it was just like the the absolute like worst relationship ever. (laughs) And, but I learned so much in it and, um, but it came when I found him, he was like really involved with cocaine and, um, I found him one day and he had a drug overdose the night before and had tried to commit suicide Mm -hmm. and I like found him like pretty much almost dead and um yeah it was just like this it was just like the biggest wake-up call ever it was like it felt surreal it was just like I was just like sitting in this day of like like just sitting like watching all these events happening around me like watching these like paramedics come and I just was sitting in like shock like of like oh my gosh, like, how did I get here? Like, this isn't, this isn't me. Like, this isn't my life. I can't believe it's like my life's, I'm caught up in all this like drama and like, Mm -hmm. and like now trauma and like, like an abuse and like violence and like what's happening. Like it was crazy. And so, I mean, it took me, like, it was a lot to, you know, move from that place and like make these changes. But 
it was like, I was so fed up with like what my life felt like. Mm-hmm. Cause it just felt bad. Like sometimes it felt good, but like it felt just did not feel good. And I was like, I'm like choosing this. Like, like there, there is something inside of me that is like attracting this and choosing this. And like, I'm also a part of this, you know, even though, even though there was a lot of just like, like abuse from this like narcissistic person, mm-hmm. it was still like, I'm a part of this. I've, I have manifested part of this, you know? So, and the, and mm-hmm. from like, even if it's not my fault from like past trauma, like as a kid subconsciously wired in my mind, it was still like, regardless, I'm still here and I still have to fix this. And only I'm going to be able to change this. Mm-hmm. Shit, that's powerful. <laughs> was there a time though, like in the middle of it where you felt like you were the victim? Like it was all happening to 100%. you? hundred percent. Yeah, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, why are all these bad things happening or why, you know, it just, yeah, it felt like I was, and that's the thing is I was so out of control. Um, I mean, in ways I was in control, but there was a lot of it that was just unconscious and, and out of control. And it just felt like it was like things coming in and, and like hitting me and knocking me off. And then I would react to them and continue these patterns or cycles rather than just being like, I am the creator of my reality. Like Mm -hmm. I've got this. I, you know, yeah, just feeling like the tidal waves are just coming in over and over Mm -hmm. and you're just getting like thrashed around. When did you start believing that you are the creator of your reality? Um, well, when I started listening to Abraham Hicks was Mm -hmm. a huge game changer. And, um, I, so I guess I've known for a few years, but I didn't really start like feeling it until honestly, like within this year, like really powerfully, like Mm -hmm. being like awake to it. And yeah. Well, which is (laughs) I only know you from this year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's almost like, oh, she's been like this for a long time. No, it's like rapid. Yeah. Rapid, like quantum. It's I I feel like it's all I mean, it's truly like a, a miracle to me of mm-hmm. how it's like happened. And, you know, obviously there's still things that I'm constantly going to be working on. And but I do feel like this rapid like transformation has happened and it's pretty miraculous like how quickly I feel like I've been able to heal from the trauma I've experienced and like the PTSD and um yeah and it's just like anyone I think is capable of that and Mm -hmm. it's just really cool that you can like with diligence and like persistence you can like just truly change your life Mm -hmm. like you are that powerful yeah I mean, it is 2020, and I think what I realized is I see two, a group of people that have done a shit ton of work in 2020, like a shit ton, not because they necessarily wanted to, but because it just came like flooding at them, and they're like, oh shit, nothing else I can do other than just like heal and like actually look at my trauma inside and why I am the way I am, and then I think there's another group of people who are just like waiting for this year to be over that haven't looked at their trauma very much or perhaps they have because they've been forced to, but it's like, are you actively healing during this traumatic event pandemic or are you just kind of like riding the waves to see what happens, you know? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I feel like I feel that. I feel I'm seeing a lot of people like being called to transform. Mm -hmm. And and I see this huge wave of people who are like thriving in this year, like who are really who maybe had started the work, are doing the work and are now on this like really amazing wave, which I feel like I'm now hopping on, which feels cool. And being like, oh my gosh, this really is like a great awakening that's happening. And it's super beautiful. And there are also some really like, don't get me wrong, scary, crazy, Mm -hmm. like not great (laughs) stuff happening. But, Mm -hmm. um, but if you see like how it's going, the bigger picture, it's like so beautiful and powerful. And like, um, and, So, yeah, so there's like these people that I feel like are like hopping on this wave and they're being called to transform. And if you if you hop on the wave, it's like the most magical gift ever. And you'll just be like receiving all the help and support you need. And you'll be like connecting with all the people that you're meant to be connecting with. Um, or you can just like choose to see the negative and choose to like get sucked into the vortex of like the dread, which is also a reality. Like it's, it's, they're both realities. It's just like whatever you choose to, um, like connect with. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah, there are, there, there is this huge like polarity happening. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but at any point you can choose to hop on the wave and it's just like, are you strong enough to mm-hmm. ride it out? And, and like, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's, it's yeah. I think I find that interesting because as a, um, recovering pessimist, okay. I would say, or like maybe not this year, but like critically, pe- critically always pessimistic and judging myself and others. Mm-hmm. I used to be like that coming out of it. Um, I just remember like when I was grieving or if like my friends were grieving and I saw someone who was riding that wave, it was hard to see that. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, you know what? Whatever. (laughs) F you. I'm going to just sit in like my dread and my grief, you know? And it's, I think it's, um, I don't know if there's ever a way like I don't know if this is true, but it feels like you can't ever convince someone to step out of their negativity and like look the other way into the light, you know, Um, and I it feels like it has to be a personal choice. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, like. I was severely depressed at one point. I mean, depression is something I have to look at every single day and mm-hmm. be like, okay, we're going to like evolve from this. And, um, but yeah, like I, I was like deep in it, like did not want to live, like was having super suicidal thoughts and, it was like seeing all that stuff. It just like sometimes makes you feel more depressed because when you're in that such like a low vibrational state, Mm -hmm. you all you're feeling is like shame and just all these really deep, dark, negative emotions. And so when you see like all the light and the positivity, you just are like, fuck that because you're (laughs) so deep, you're so far from it. Yeah, And it just like, and then so then like the insecurity comes in and the the comparison and the judgment and then you're just shaming yourself more and it's just going down more but yeah so it's like 
yeah, it's really hard sometimes to even like hear and receive those messages from the people who are like shining that light because you're just so in a Mm -hmm. different place. So then when you were (laughs) in your deep, dark depression season, or you're saying that you have that on like a regular basis? Um, so I not like this. I mean, I had gone in waves like of really depressive states. I didn't know I was like severely depressed most of my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I had like really bad anxiety. Like I didn't know I had like panic attacks. Like I was so unaware of like the mental health that I was dealing like the stuff I was dealing with mm-hmm. and um And then I definitely like have healed the severe depression, but like I can feel when like my depression like wants to kind of come back up. Like it's something that I'm just like always aware of that like as I have to keep doing this work every single day because if I like fall into these, like these habits are still like accessible. You know what I mean? Um, like I just have to be mindful of it yeah. constantly, mm-hmm. but I feel like really empowered and like, like I see it, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just something I like, you know, it's just the choices I have to make to be aware of it. <laughs> What's that term? It's like, um, the neural pathways, right? And it's like, we've established so many of them throughout our lives and to make new ones, it has mm-hmm. to be like a very intentional, like mm-hmm. turning, and choosing to make a neural pathway. I find that um, mushrooms help with that a ton. Cool. Have you noticed? Like um, microdosing or like like large doses? I think large doses actually yeah. help the most. Microdosing, it feels like, um, uh, have you heard of that book, have like a really good day. Like there was like this nice. mom that basically wrote <laughs> oh this gosh. first book about microdosing. And she like took all the risks. She somehow got like a vial of it sent to her by a chemist. And she basically ended up writing daily um, journal entries and I just just tracking. I think it's, That's I forget cool. what it's called. I'll link yes, it. Yes, be your own scientist. Yes. <laughs> but her, so her thing was she made sure that she didn't take in, she didn't take so much that she could feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what microdosing is, right? Like technically you're not supposed to be able to feel any of the effects of it. But I find it's hard to microdose because you never can like, for me, I couldn't get the exact right amount. So there was times when I would be in school. I went back to college um, later and I remember being in community college just being like, oh fucking gosh. interested in this <laughs> class. <laughs> like way more than normal. Oh my god! And then there were other times when I like couldn't even tell I was on it. But <laughs> yeah, totally, I love it. So do you? So when you mean like the large doses, do you mean like rewiring neural pathways? Yeah. Or okay, yeah, yeah, I love like yeah. I think plant medicine can be a really um, powerful tool when used with intention and be like, okay, we're going to like look at some stuff and, and really go deeper. Cause you can do that in meditation for sure. And you can do that in all these other practices, but like when you're able to like vividly see inside, like, Mm. and see where like the energy is and the blocks or like where certain things are rooted when you can like, it feels like you're like physically in it like that's so powerful that's and so yeah I, i'm super about like you know mm-hmm. the occasional 
like, let's get, let's really look at this stuff. Did you end up ever like during your season of, um, I mean, I'm totally assuming, but it feels like your healing process started after you got to that relationship. Mm -hmm. Did you ever use plant medicine as a party? Oh yeah. Before that? Like that's when it was like no good. Yeah. I mean, well the thing was is so I was like, there was a period where I was going to shows a lot and you know, super fun. I had super fun times and also had some really amazing breakthroughs using like MDMA and in a party scene Mm -hmm. and using like, you know, I, I've even had breakthroughs on like cocaine. I would not like, Mm -hmm. I do not sponsor that, but like, you know, I think that whatever you you choose to do is the right choice for you because regardless if it feels good or bad like you'll learn something from it and so yeah I was like partying never like I mean I have friends that have like partied and I'm like damn how are you like alive you know like I've never was like that crazy but I definitely was doing it it became like a thing where it just wasn't feeling, you know, good. It wasn't feeling healthy. I was definitely like using it at times where it just wasn't, you know, like it just, it was abuse at one point, even though it wasn't like crazy out of control. But the thing was, is I, I was feeling unstable in my moods, Mm -hmm. like without, you know, without these things. And that's, I think when I really noticed like, okay, this is not healthy because you're just, you're not stable and you're using these as like escapism. Yeah. And, um, yeah, with plant medicine, like I had, you know, done like psychedelics and like acid too, and had some really, really, really cool, profound experiences, but none of it was really intentional. And like, it just, there was some really dark stuff in there too. And I was like, okay, I need to do this work this work has to be like outside of these things also. And I will, I'll revisit these, Mm -hmm. these medicines or drugs or whatever, Mm -hmm. like when it feels, when it feels healthy and, and when I have like more intention with it. And that's definitely where I'm at now. Like, um, as far as like drugs are concerned, I I just told my friend last night, I was like, maybe one day when I'm like older and I'm just feeling like, you know, we are just, killing everything like super duper settled and maybe I'll just have like one day where I just go all out and I just party so hard and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just lose my shit but for now I feel really good and just practicing with plant medicine when it feels good and I Mm -hmm. like doing it in like a ceremonial way and um I don't drink and I just, I don't know. I I think it's cool that people are doing like trials with MDMA. Mm -hmm. Um, I think so good. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like, I think these things are really good for, for people when used in these ways. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely something I'd be open to exploring um, like MDMA, but I usually, I feel like less called to do like synthetic drugs right now. Or, you know, like use them in that process. But I think it's really cool for people. And so let's, oh man, I, yeah, I really love talking about drugs, but we'll move on to something (laughs) else. Um, (laughs) oh my gosh, that's so funny. (laughs) Um, we shared with a couple of our kids that I ended up doing combo a couple weeks ago. Yes. Oh my gosh. They're so fucking cool, dude. They're just Your kids? Like, yeah. They're oh, just like, cool. what is it? Mm-hmm. Like, if you just tell them the truth, um, like, I just, I love them. Well, that's why, like, yeah. with, like, plant medicine, 
I mean, obviously everything in balance and like moderation, but I really do, you know, if it like naturally comes sourced from the earth, Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's a gift. Like it's so beautiful. It's so abundant. So beautiful Mm -hmm. that like, like this mushroom can grow from the earth and you can just eat it and you like go into these different like realms and like you have. And the thing is too, is when you can connect with that outside of the medicine, then you're like, whoa, this stuff is real. Like that was my really Mm -hmm. big awakening. I think was when I like started doing practices like yoga and meditation I was, and then like my third and working on like opening my third eye. And I, then when I really started to see like, you know, it's not as vivid as being on like a full dose of mushrooms or maybe ayahuasca, but you can still see and feel the energy. And it's like, oh my gosh, it like, this is all real. It's, this is all there, you know? And it's, and it's super important to be like grounded in this physical reality and be able to be like, clear-minded and and you know not be like tripping on this stuff but it's cool to know that like if it comes from the earth and it's you know producing these like experiences and chemicals in our brain and things that naturally already occur in us like dmt it's just like whoa like it's it's not woo-woo shit and you know maybe it is a really beautiful tool that can help us tap into like you know, this yeah. like epic universe. Yeah. And such an ancient tool. Like we're not the, yes. we're not some like freaking, uh, we didn't find this. Like yeah. this has been around way longer than our society has been around. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. I have noticed one of the ways it does feel like the plant medicines gives you a peek into what's possible and takes you there so that you're right. When you are in a sober state, you recognize when you're there too. Yeah. Like I find it, I, I describe it as when I'm on plant medicine, I describe it as being aligned and being connected, kind of like plugging into the ground and then plugging up there, you know, like yeah. spirit ground, all connected through my body. And I have, it is cool to be able to recognize when that happens just in your re- regular day in your like beautiful, yeah. simple everyday life it's like yeah. magic it's like everyday magic yeah yeah yes so good yes i love it oh yeah but that you were talking about combo and oh yeah yeah and like that is so like so crazy too so you beautiful definitely talk about that um i do have an episode that i just put out or coming out next week i'm not sure where it's going to be sandwiched but that talks about that. But I think one of my favorite things from that experience is it didn't, the medicine doesn't make, doesn't make you change, Mm -hmm. but it shows you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I find that to be really gentle and the experience itself during that ceremony, a lot of that experience was not a gentle experience experience. It was super violent because of all the literal purging of your body, like your body's like hurling over and just like getting all this like residual energy and toxins out. So that part feels really violent, but like, was it just combo or mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. Yeah. And they used tobacco in the ceremony. Like Like, hape? Um, I don't think they did. No, I thought they would, but they didn't. They actually just like, 
they like had a, I don't know if it was a cigarette. It probably was like an American spirit or uh-huh. something, but they use it in ceremony. The practitioners do, and oh. they like blow it into the holes. Mm. And when they did that, I just felt this like extra, just actually they blow it all over you, which is so beautiful um, and feels like a very indigenous thing to do. I remember at the end of it, what I realized was that I had gotten rid of all the energy that was stuck inside me by the end of it. And immediately my brain started going, guess what? You didn't do good enough. Uh, You should have done it differently. You failed at this. And then I was able to realize that the energy that's stuck inside me is usually because of my own critical judge in my head. Whoa. And I saw that like right after. And then I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I was literally able to just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I just started speaking love to myself. Oh, yeah. Like you did so Let's good. Go. You are a warrior. You did yes. hard work. I am proud of you. <laughs> yes. And it's like, I mean, even like the words of affirmation, I think a lot of people kind of make fun of it because it sounds so super cheesy. It is totally super cheesy. It is. It's like the cheesiest thing ever. Yeah. And it's also super powerful. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) it's so corny. Like sometimes I'll be like walking around saying, I mean, I I say positive affirmations almost 24 seven in my head. And I'm just like, I'm like, I am amazing. (laughs) My life is a continuation of blessings and miracles. Like I'm having the best day ever, but Mm. it's crazy because if you're in like, you know, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I'll wake up and I'll notice my thoughts immediately are like in a more negative like place. Like maybe I'll just be, you know, thinking about like a worry or, Mm -hmm whatever it might be. And, um, so once I start focusing on like, you know, I'll try, I'll start my positive affirmations and sometimes it just, I won't really believe them at first. You Mm -hmm. know, if I'm in that state, I'll just be like saying them kind of out of like, you know, just, um, going with emotions. And, but then as I say them, I start to like, and if I tap into like my heart and I start to really feel them, I'll start to get more energy and like, I'll start to like literally feel my like, I don't, my consciousness kind of like, like up leveling in my mind is the best way to describe like how it's mm. feeling in my body is I'll kind of like come from my heart and I'll start like going up and up and then I'll just get like more excited. And then I'll finally, I'll be saying it to where I'm like, Oh my God, like I am awesome. Like my life is amazing and mm-hmm. things are, it is all well. And, mm. but yeah, it's just crazy. Like how you, the, they are so corny because, and then I'll yeah. laugh at myself because I'm like just walking around saying these like really funny yeah. things, but I think that's good to be like yeah. light about it. Well, and it wouldn't be corny if we were watching a video of young children say, right. you know, there's a yeah, bunch totally. of videos with like beautiful black kids and their parents are teaching them to say, I am smart. You know, I am loved. I am worthy. I can do anything. Right. Like watching that is not corny. Right. Seeing my daughter do yoga and saying, I am courageous. I am strong. You know, that's not corny, but for some reason, why would why should yeah. it be corny like we're still like just because we're older doesn't take away our like child like childlike innocence like we still have that I think people yeah. I think like we're just so conditioned to not praise ourselves and to yeah. not be like proud of ourselves yeah it's just like I think it can be an uncomfortable thing to be like yeah I am awesome because, because <laughs> totally. you don't you don't want to seem yeah. egotistical you don't want to seem 
like, you know, conceited, but there's a huge difference between being like cocky and conceited and being, you know, proud of yourself and, Mm -hmm. and feeling worthy. And it's so important because when we, and, and it's just that there's so much, so many people out there that like haven't tuned into that. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, that's, there's like, because they've been suppressed by others, now they're internally suppressing themselves. And so then they project that suppression out and it's just like this continuing cycle of just like let's hold each other down or hold each other at this like low vibration rather than like elevating ourselves and elevating one another Mm. and yeah and so it's like I think as long like so that's what's so cool is when you meet these people that like practice these things you can like celebrate and feel good in that energy together and be like Mm -hmm. yes like Mm -hmm. yeah totally yeah while you were saying that, I was just thinking about like, I actually met with a friend last night and she was, she was like a part of my life and the closest person to me when I was really unhealthy as an adult. And so we were just talking and I more like I was just sharing with her that I recognize that. And I also recognize that I was playing out a lot of my trauma and like reliving it and just like, yeah just basically traumatizing other people because of my own trauma right like whatever I believed about myself I was totally projecting on her and man how hard was it to be my friend you know what I mean like I feel like I don't I don't need to get stuck in like the shame but I do recognize it and I just go oh man brutal yeah like I wouldn't have wanted to be my friend and there had there was some space that was taken, which was probably actually really healthy, just to like cut off that, just kind of like slice it. Yeah. Like, hey, let's take some like separation time. Um, and it just so happened to work out that way. But it was so good because I just don't know. If anything, it felt like I was being abusive towards my friend, mm. which sucks to admit. But it's like you talk about yeah. narcissist boyfriend. Like I, I have been the narcissist wife. I have been that narcissist wow. in my in this life. Wow. And I don't think that I am like clinically a narcissist, but I do have those <laughs> tendencies. Is what I'm saying. I think everyone has like narcissistic qualities or tendencies mm-hmm. you know I know I've like in that relationship and after it, I noticed like the qualities inside myself that were definitely toxic in those ways of being like narcissistic behavior or just mm-hmm. like really ego um or just how I've <clears throat> I've been toxic in other relationships you know mm-hmm. and it's like yeah it's a lot to like acknowledge and and then moving out of that shame too like Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to be like get down on yourself for and if you are super empathetic and aware of these things then it's like it's you feel bad because you maybe someone's made you feel that way or you just like you can see how you've made that person feel and you're just like oh like I just don't want them to feel that way that just feels bad but Mm -hmm. then you're just making yourself feel worse and like it's good to totally acknowledge and forgive, but like, yeah, that's something I feel like I've been really just trying to move forward on is like, just not to get stuck in like, just acknowledging that I am a new person. I am different. And I have like, that's just the past. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've healed from this and, um, you know, I'm only responsible for my feelings and like, you know, 
like if there are people that I want to maintain these relationships with, then, you know, hopefully we're good and stuff. But if it, if it's not, mm-hmm. if they're not able to forgive or whatever, then that's okay. Like it doesn't mean I can't live my most abundant life. That's crazy though, because I just see you as like nothing but good. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh, she's amazing. And I just, and you, you oh seem, it's so funny because you've told me about like your, because are you a Gemini? Mm-hmm. You've like told me about kind of like you, um, what was it? One time you said something like you can maybe be like really angry sometimes or, oh, yeah. or like snap or something uh-huh. and I just like lose it. And I'm like, what? That's just like, you just see, you're just like coming in to do this like crystal bowl sound healing yeah. and you're like, oh, <laughs> but, I'm like, yeah, but no. I think that's like, I think that's cool, you know, and, and it's like, we are emotional creatures. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, I, I, I don't know if like how I'm going to always react to things. I can hope that I'm going to stay like balanced and centered. Mm-hmm. I would definitely practice that, but you know, I just don't know like what's going to happen mm-hmm. sometimes outside of me. And like, I don't, so I don't, you know, like, I think like, I, something I'm trying to come more with peace with is um, just like honoring if I don't feel angry super often, but mm-hmm. like if I do or if I'm feeling like a really negative emotion like towards someone, just like honoring that feeling and seeing it rather than like suppressing it. And mm-hmm. so, but then also like being able to shift from it. Mm, that's so good. <laughs> That's something that has come up so many times, especially this year is like, especially in parenting too, is I'm starting to make space for them so I can go, I can hold, my goal is to be able to hold space for all of their emotions. But that also means for them my own as well. And then that also goes into like, okay, is anger technically a bad emotion or is it totally a legit emotion to have, you know? I think that we've all just kind of been taught not to be a certain way. You know, like everyone has different things that they were told growing up, like, don't be overreactive. Don't be dramatic. You know, these boys don't cry. Don't be a pussy, you know? And it's just like, we, like something you said earlier is that we all have these realities and it's fair and totally legit to give everybody their space to have these moments even if it's explosive yeah perhaps we need to remove ourselves from them if it's gonna get like (laughs) yeah abusive yeah well I think that like those extremes come from just people not like being able to like I something I noticed is like when someone's like really angry or my like or when I've gotten really angry it's because it's so built up it's because we're not like we're not looking at it and we're not we're going to experience contrast. We're going, yeah, like, yeah, you can be on this like high flying disc all the time, mm-hmm. but it's just good to accept like whatever emotions are coming in to like one, know that you're not your emotions and to like separate yourself from them, but then also to totally like feel it mm-hmm. because like that's what we are is here to feel and here to be mm-hmm. these emotional creatures. Like emotions are so beautiful and they're such powerful indicators of like what we want and what we don't want. And like, they teach us so much about ourselves. And so I think like, 
as long as we can just be maybe more accepting to the like negative emotions, if we want to label them that, mm-hmm. like coming in, then at least lower, lower vibrational. Yeah, emotions, I, maybe. yeah, I'm like, I it's it's like they are, but I also like I'm trying to like find this like happy balance with myself of like where I'm not like shaming them because they are a part of me but also like I want to practice you know being in these ones that just feel better hey are you new to woo woo shit have you lived in fear exploring outside of the boundaries that people have set for you Mm, me too the one thing I was looking for when I started this quote-unquote awakening process was people like me People who understood my fears, people that have been where I was, and people that are going where I'm going. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, but if you do want to dive deeper, I welcome you to join patreon.com slash woo shit. This is the way that you can connect with me, get ad-free content, get additional sound baths, sound healing, and it's just going to be a place of community so that we can actually talk and be into the same things without being looked down upon. I love you. You are welcome here. Now back to the show. I want to know more about how you brought this into existence and what that actually looked like for you um, during that process of manifesting that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... um so I had started ecstatic dance Tacoma before the shutdown. Um, but when things shut down, it was like this, like, so ecstatic dance is my life. And normally I'm bouncing around at different ones and it's just like my number one healing practice, my number one mental health practice, mm-hmm. just my greatest joy. And it's like where I do my, that's where I manifest the most is like, at ecstatic dance because that's where I'm most clear and like aligned with this high vibrational frequency. Um, and so when things shut down, it was really like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't realize how much I was relying on that as a tool Mm -hmm. and went through this like, you know, depressive wave and just these things. And, when I started meditating more and just started realigning with my dreams and my visions, I was like, Oh my gosh, like we have to be dancing. Like my spirit, my guides are telling me like, you need to be dancing, not just you, but like others Mm -hmm. and coming together in this community is so important. And like, yeah, (laughs) this is it. And so I just realized I needed to start throwing these dances again. So first that looked like my logical mind was like, okay, we're going to do them outside. And, you know, I started like pulling together, like what that vision looked like and just kind of started going from there. But then what's interesting is as like you start going down the path of this manifestation unfolding into your physical reality, it can show up in any way, in any form. And so what I've learned is that when you feel like you're forcing something in a manifestation, you just need to relax and like let go and allow, or maybe just take focus off of the subject altogether until it feels like it's flowing again. Um, and so I was kind of reaching that point. I was like looking for an outdoor space Mm -hmm. and I just was not finding the right, the right, you know, things. And then all of a sudden, like, I just had this intuitive knowing to reach out to this woman who's also connected in the dance community in Tacoma, um, asking about just like an indoor space. Mm -hmm. And 
so as I started, so then that happened and it started opening things up and then I started feeling that flow again, but it was with an indoor space. And so it wasn't, it was like, I had envisioned this like grand manifestation. I felt this feeling of what it felt like, but like in my mind, I was seeing something a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but then as this other thing started to come in, I was like getting more tuned in to this vision. And I was like, oh my gosh, the feeling's the same. So I just need to maybe like not focus so much on what I think it's actually going to like appear to look like and just go with how it's feeling. And the more I tuned in that, the more I listened to my heart, like, honestly, it didn't, none of it really made sense logically in my mind, but it just felt good. Like it felt like I need to be doing this. And then I just started saying, yes, I just started like tapping more into that intuition, that heart and just realigning constantly with that like vision of like, what am I creating? What am I wanting to create? What does that feel like? And the more I did that, the more it just started to like open up and flow and, it's like evolving into something I had never, ever expected. Like it's crazy what's happening. It's so cool, but it's Mm. like, I mean, it, it's come with its hardships too, but it's just crazy. Like watching. So you have this grand manifestation, this idea, this vision, but then like you really have to let go of how it's going to show up, what it might look like and just trust that feeling because it could be like, nothing like you expected. Yeah. You know? It sounds like it could be even better than what you were expecting. That's what I'm feeling now. Like yeah. now I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like now that I've gotten through the, I've moved through like the fear and the like, you know, the like harder things. And I mean, it's been like, like it's really calling me to rise to the occasion. Like it's really calling me to step the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and since I've been doing that and then now that I'm really syncing up with the vision and the manifestation, now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like greater than anything I could have hoped for. And it's like opening me up in ways I couldn't have even imagined. And like, it's really the experience of it that's like what's causing the most expansion in me, which is really cool. And mm, yeah, and I see that. Yeah. yeah. I like your heart. It does feel like... um There's this, the term of like heart opening feels really good to me because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like when I feel aligned, I feel like my heart is just expanding. Mm -hmm. Um, and that doesn't always necessarily mean I'm like that it's, it doesn't only come from manifestation, but it also feels like it just comes from being aligned or being connected to spirit is what it feels like. Yeah. Do you think that, um, do you think that someone who doesn't believe believe in like this divine create creatrix creator um, could manifest? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> People are always manifesting. Yeah. I mean, everything is a manifestation. I, so you, so you can either be consciously manifesting and creating, or you can be unconsciously and we're all doing both to an extent but once you really tap into the power of like how to manifest and also like the power of your you being the creator it's and co-creating with this other magnificent force Mm -hmm. then then you really start to feel powerful and empowered and you're like whoa you know and then you can start to see where the unconscious manifestations are and how to like clean them up or Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, so people are always manifesting whether they're tuned into the woo woo shit or not. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
And I think that you can use different language to describe, you know, it's like, how do you set a goal? How do you achieve a goal? How do you, you know, achieve your dreams? And, um, yeah, so I just think there's different ways to look at it, but, um, yeah, yeah, it does seem like I was thinking that too, like the goal setting. So people like when I used to work in a corporate setting, we were, they were always, we were all always setting goals and they were getting met. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the difference you think between like the hustle and like the flow and alignment? Mm. Yeah, I love both of them, but <laughs> totally. I think they're both, you know, really valuable. But what I noticed the biggest shift, and this is what I think is like a really big shift for people who are really like ambitious and like goal setters. Cause I've always been like, I've always been like, I want, you know, this grand life. I want to be successful. I want to be, feel accomplished in what I'm doing. I want to make a big positive impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was just goal oriented and I wasn't tuned into the more like spiritual, supernatural side of things, a lot of it felt like, you know, I'd get stuck in like the, the gap of like where I was and where I want to be. I would like not feel super great. Like I'd get it. It just felt harder. It felt like this like uphill climb rather than this like excitement of like, oh my gosh, this thing is going to happen. I just have Mm. to like put in, you know, some it's like you have to like show up and put in effort but like it's amazing when you're in this like open place to receive and when you're using this intentional manifestation hacks and and things like how easily and effortless it becomes and you just when you're feeling that flow and alignment it's just so easy to see like yeah this is helping me get closer to this manifestation or helping me evolve this or this is like contradicting it it's out of alignment. And I think when you're just in that like goal setting uh, mindset, when you're only looking at it from a very like logical perspective, um, it just feels like a little harder. Like you're just trudging through water or that hustle, like the grind, grind, grind. Mm -hmm. If you're depleting your body, if you're like not feeling good in it, then you are not going to like, you could totally still manifest it and stuff, but you might be like making it a lot harder on yourself and like just treating life as like every day might be your last. So like if you are so deep in that hustle, like are you enjoying your life? Are there moments in that day that you're enjoying your life or are you just like so consumed by this hustle? And I just don't, through my experience, I just don't believe that's how it's supposed to be. Like I just believe that you can still be in that hustle and that grind. You can still like, you know, work diligently, but you also, it can also be easy and it can also flow and it can also feel really good and enjoyable Mm. along the way. Yeah. You know, my, so my only exposure to manifestation and like probably so many other people, it was introduced to me through the secret movie or the secret books, Mm -hmm. which I, I just remember like when all that came out, I was heavily involved in the church and like there was so much judgment for that book. Like, oh, what it was like. So like, uh, whatever. Do you remember? Do you remember when that came out? Um, no, I honestly didn't read The Secret until I think like maybe like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge pivotal shift for me, just like the law of attraction mm-hmm. and law of vibration. But yeah, I can see what you're talking about. Yeah. Like. But I mean, yeah. now I I could read it now and go, no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the law of attraction makes sense. 
um, one of the things that they push really hard was that to manifest and to attract this, you have to put yourself in a place where you believe that you already have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's crucial. You, yeah, tell me more about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So I'm really like, I'm really fucking with this one hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Um, oh. Putting yourself in the feeling of it. So this, okay, so, okay. I'm just gonna like lay it out mm-hmm. how I'm feeling about this right now. So my like number one thing to do every single day is to put myself in an open place to receive and to put myself in a high vibrational state of being. And for everyone that looks different for me, that means having like a really clear open mind where I'm feeling love. Like basically I can tell how I'm feeling and where I'm at as far as how open I am based on where my thoughts are, mm-hmm. how, how they're feeling, how my body's feeling, where my energy's at. Um, and if I'm, if I'm feeling like a lower vibrational state, then I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to like go rollerblading. I'm going to sing. I'm going to dance. I'm going to do anything that puts me in like an open, creative heart Mm -hmm. space. Beautiful. And, and grounded, Mm -hmm. hopefully. Um, but what, and then once I'm in there, then I'm like, I feel then I'm aligned with like the fullness of who I'm, I am. And then I feel synced up with the visions and the, the big picture. And then it's really cool. Cause then I can go into my meditations and like really feel the embodiment of like this higher self and like this, this grand creation that I'm in and working on. And it's like, and then you just start to feel the fi- like the grand manifestation as if it's here right now. And then you just start to see these things come into your life in what it's like. Sometimes they come in their full form and then sometimes they come in just like um, like messengers of like it's coming. So like, for example, one thing I've been really um, like working, like manifesting on or working around cleaning up vibration is around money mm-hmm. and and like wealth and it was so funny because I was out in the woods the yesterday and I was on a walk and I was like I love to walk and um like close my eyes and just like feel nature feel my body and like say positive affirmations of like the money is here the money is coming I'm a money magnet I love money and money loves me mm-hmm. And literally I opened my eyes and on this bush, there's this uh, bill and I, it looked like a hundred dollar bill. And I was like, it looks so real. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I just found a hundred dollars. And, um, and then I noticed it was like fake. It was like a fake a million dollar thing, but it, it looks so real. And, but what I took from it was, it was this sign from the universe of like, you are manifesting this money and it's this like positive money sign to reassure Mm -hmm. me. So anytime I'm receiving anything like that, like, and also it gave me the feeling of what it feels like to be like, Oh my gosh, I just received a hundred dollars. That is, I think that is so beautiful and like a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. So I did receive it and that, and then, so that will happen all the time. Like, and so just being open to receiving those signs and then when they come just associating with the feeling Mm -hmm. of like, and then just believing like you have it. And then it's crazy because like, then you will actually receive the thing and it'll come so easily. And like, it, it won't even like then, I don't know. It just doesn't even, it almost doesn't feel real because you're just like, 
I just go back to like that positive affirmation of like, I am receiving this or something, or I have this now. And yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just so, it's so divine. Like Mm -hmm. it's so cool. And yeah. (laughs) That feels really yummy to me. Um, It was so, it was, I love it. I love, I love receiving signs from the universe. And that's the other thing is like affirming those things of like, Mm -hmm. when you do receive them being like, thank you. Like I, I manifested this, like I created this. And even if it's, I'm acknowledging even bad stuff too, because it's like, okay, I manifested this. Maybe it's an old manifestation and Mm -hmm. I, and like, you know, not to get tripped up on it, Mm -hmm. but just to really be um, affirming that you are powerful, like you do create your reality and then like affirming the universe for showing up or your guides or who, whatever it is. Like I love being like, you know, saying I love that my guides send me really potent, powerful, obvious Mm -hmm. signs that I am exactly where I need to be. Totally. Uh, that to me, t- like to me, that part is the most yummiest about manifestation is like when you tap into that feeling of receiving an abundance, like even yeah. that feels like, even that feels like that's the magic. Like even just tapping into like, I'm so thankful that I received these signs. Have you ever heard of the Arigato money practice? Um, so this, millionaire dude in japan i think he's like he's either a manifest manifestation guy or, or a finance guy but what he teaches is that anytime you are either letting go of money or receiving money you say thank you to it yes and so he literally like bef- like if he's ordering a coffee he'll like have his card in his hand oh or the God. cash in his hand right yeah. and before he hands it to them he literally just like centers for a second and goes, arigato, which is thank you in Japanese. Mm. And so he says, thank you. And then he releases it. Yes. And what he has found is that as you are thankful for the money that you're releasing and also receiving, it's mm-hmm. like that freaking energy is just flowing in and out. And he, I mean, he's very rich, but. um, That's awesome. Just even having like that <laughs> yes. little respect for this energy. Totally. Because that's what it is, right? Like. Money's energy. It buys you things. And it also, like, it can come in and out. It goes out just as easily as it can come in. Were you ever in a spot where where you didn't feel like worthy of receiving money? Yes. And this is another one for me that's, um, that I am like trans, that I feel like I recently transformed. I'm still transforming, but it was like a huge breakthrough was like, was oh my gosh like I just I didn't even realize that I subconsciously didn't even think I was worthy to receive Mm -hmm. or didn't even know how to ask for like that much or yeah there's just so many things around my money beliefs that were like deep rooted in my self-worth and and then what I've realized too is when we're like blocking off our admiration for ourselves or like our self love self-worth we are like directly cutting off our source to receive abundance and so if you don't have self-worth or you don't you know aren't having great feelings about yourself you're just like you are just 
saying to the universe, I'm not worthy of this money or this thing that I want so badly, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not worthy. And, um, and so you'll just, you'll receive that confirmation, that affirmation of unworthiness, which might show up in the form of lack of money. Mm-hmm. And so that was huge for me was like recognizing that I am worthy of this and it's, I'm also, I'm, I also am this, like mm-hmm. I also, and yeah, it's just paper and it's just another form of like life force energy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, okay. So where can people find you online? Yeah. So I've got taylorhaddon.com, taylor slash um, which is my website. I have everything on there. So ecstatic dance, the space, um, I do sound healing, uh, and meditation trans I'm a transformation coach. All the things basically are on that website, Kongan water. Um, which is so fun that you do that. Yeah. My mom's been, I love that. My mom is, but what's funny is you bring like a beautiful twist to it. Like you make it like desirable to get the Kangen water. Oh my gosh. It's like, it literally has changed my life. So Mm. it's just, yeah, basically what I'm all about is just helping one another. I mean, it's my, my own journey in living my most abundantly blessed life, but I feel very called to help others transform their life into the best, highest version as well. And so I just have these tools that I've found that are helpful. So I'm just here to share and, um, and cultivate community and just like anchor in this like amazing, beautiful life that we get to experience and just help people, help people experience that in their own reality. So yeah, taylorhaddon.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook and ecstatic dance Tacoma and the space Tacoma. Um, so yeah, I'm doing, I'm offering the sound tank right now every Tuesday in Tacoma and doing a cacao ceremony with it. So that's, uh, crystal bowls. And then I DJ mix, um, different healing frequencies and binaural beats and spoken word. It's really magical. And, um, then doing the workshop Wednesdays, which are personal transformation and we've got ecstatic dance and all these other things, art shows coming up and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, If any of you guys are in Tacoma, definitely, or even in the greater Seattle area, I would definitely check out Taylor space It is a beautiful healing space. Um, and you do a beautiful job hosting people there. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And we're also, we also rent out the space for other artists, creatives, healers to utilize it for their needs. Um, and it's really cool what's happening, how it's transforming right now. We're just adding like a bunch of really fun, mm-hmm. basically just making it like an amazing place to just hang out and have like really good energy and, um, and you, and use it in whatever way that, it speaks to you so it's yeah it's really cool hey thanks so much for tuning into this week's woo woo shit podcast you can find me at woo shit.com make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and i also wanted to let you know that i did set up a patreon page so if you are into woo woo shit if you want more sound baths some ad free episodes and some woo woo gifts that i specially curated for my patrons 
you can find me at patreon.com slash woo shit. I love you guys. Thanks again. This is my joy.